and welcome back to the PetCash Pod. I'm your host, Andrew PetCash. This is the 45th episode of my series where I interview founders, investors, athletes, and the smartest people in sports. You can check out all the podcasts at profluence.com slash podcast, so make sure to go do that. Today's guests, well, there are actually two of them, Cole and Cody Hawk. They're brothers, Forbes 30 Under 30 members, and co-founders of Up North Management. They have a bunch of cool things going on, mostly around talent management, which is a different perspective. We haven't really heard anything on that front yet from any guests. But also, they're taking these creators, which they have a bunch. They have some professional athletes and a lot of gamers and YouTube stars and influencers, which are now a lot of athletes as well through NIL, and they're creating ventures off of it. So they've have done a big one with Enjoy Basketball and Kenny Beecham. And we go through a bunch of their insights, a bunch of their learnings, how they've built it. And it's a super interesting episode and different from many of the other ones. Something else to note is one of the guests had a little bit of background noise for the first few minutes, but it goes away quickly and the rest of the episode is smooth with the audio. There's tons of great insights. You'll enjoy this one as much as I did. Let's dive in. Cody, Cole, appreciate you guys coming on today. Been looking forward to this one. It's been on the schedule for about a month. So uh, thanks for coming on. Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Well, I guess first off, I, I hate to do this in any real podcast, but you know, it's the first one with two people. Just give us like the quick background of your guys' relationship, how you started working together, why you started working together, and uh, then we'll kind of start picking off topics here and there. Sure. So if you can't already tell, we're brothers. Cody's a year older than I am. But we're born and raised in Toronto. We both went to college in the States. My background comes from the music industry. So I went to Syracuse, studied music business there, realized that I wanted to work in talent management. So uh, during my time there, I started just basically my own management company, signing uh, producers, songwriters, and artists, uh, mostly from Toronto. And by the time I finished, I was you know full force uh, talent manager working in music. And then about a year and a half into that journey, at the same time, Cody was at USC Law, just had finished up law school, wrote the bar. I think you saw what, and Cody, you can expand on this, but I think you saw what I was doing from like a day-to-day standpoint and just the, the one, obviously the flexibility of being an entrepreneur, working for yourself, but also being able to work directly with talent, the opportunities and doors that that opens up uh, when you're in the representation business. And, you know, I think you were obviously inspired me that I really wanted to can't Cody like feel free to take it from here because like it's kind of funny uh it's still the origin yeah I mean throughout my whole time of uh, studying for the California bar exam I was just like researching artists and Spotify and like sending them to call and I was like oh yeah like I want to be involved like can I help you etc and then at the end of it I was like oh man I don't want to work for a law firm um, the trajectory of like, you know, going through that and then, you know, making partner and the bureaucracy around it. I just had no interest. And then I was like, okay, if I really wanted to work with talent, I'd had to go to one of the big agencies and I didn't want to be an assistant. And so I sort of had to make the decision of like, okay, well, what's the alternative? I couldn't start my own thing. I don't have clients. I don't really have that much expertise, but I can do the legal work. Like that was easy. I could do all contracts and make sure people were getting taken care of. I, I went to call with the idea. He had this like management experience. And I was like, let's, let's do this for content creators. Like, I think there's a big market. And they told me absolutely not. And then I spent a couple of days sort of, sort of convincing him. And then after that, he was like, okay, I'm in. And then maybe a few days short after that, short time after that, like we were cold emailing creators on YouTube and being like, hey, um, you know, this is what we do. You know, we'd love to chat with you about your career, what you're up to. And that kind of just uh, started it off. Yeah, no, it's awesome when you guys came together on that. Now, give us, I guess, the rundown of 
obviously cole you had a few clients to start with you got them through music now cody comes in you guys you're saying you're messaging clients you're trying to get you know youtubers gamers you start getting into sports what what were some like how what were some of the strategies or tactics that you went when you get a call now how are you obtaining obtaining some of these clients and you know bringing them into your ecosystem yeah i mean very early on the only kind of clout or anything that we go off of was with the fact that you know in our in our kind of template that we used um i was working with an artist who signed a drake's record label so i had to like mention drake and like in hopes that you know either the, the potential client was a fan of drake or just was kind of like impressed by that and then adding in the fact that cody was a lawyer and i think for obvious reasons that's stood out to a lot of creators because they were probably going through their own uh difficulties in terms of like reading contracts you know being taken advantage of those types of things but i will say you know once we were able to get a few clients content creation world is quite small in terms of you know a lot of creators know each other so once we kind of built up a little bit of a resume word of mouth through, through mutual friends of creators was a huge help early on um, and we brought on those creators and then kind of quickly expanded from there yeah and and something else on this you guys now have some pro athletes in this and i'm sure that that seems to be a little bit newer for you guys you didn't really start in that space have you seen anything different with obtaining pro athletes and how they manage things or is it pretty similar between you know gamers musicians athletes or you know what are some of those differences i think at the core everything is sort of the same the business acumen the strategy the branding the content especially as more athletes move into the content creation space which you've seen and you've written about at length which is awesome i just think there's a lot of similarities obviously like you know, on the pro athlete side, we're, we're not really involved as much as we were previously, but, you know, we weren't doing their contracts and negotiations on the field or on the court. So, you know, that's a whole separate, you know, agent business in itself. It was really the marketing side and the branding and allowing them, you know, a creative outlet to, you know, pour whatever, you know, hobbies and interests they had outside of, of the sport itself. But a lot of commonalities, a lot of similarities between, you know, artists and creators and athletes um everyone's on the same social platforms they're all creating content so it's pretty similar yeah and you brought up the social platforms there i guess give us the breakdown of some of your clients or what you guys are seeing in terms of you know benefits or disadvantages right now in this current you know early 2023 landscape of tiktok youtube instagram face you know the whole the whole nine yards yeah i think you know first and foremost long form content is you know allows you to build the the best community and go beyond just having an audience that shows up for you know the 10 seconds or the minute clip versus short form and so that's a big priority for us to just foster and, and push our clients in that direction fortunately a lot of our clients are youtubers first if you want to classify them as such and so they're doing long-form content consistently on youtube we're massive fans of youtube i just think you know it breaks down the distribution barrier you can go viral very easily you know, I think shorts has been a nice addition to that, but it's really, you know, the creators that are pouring the most amount of time and effort into prioritizing long form versus short form, because it's just really hard to capture a relationship, you know, in 15 or 45 seconds, you know, consistently. Yeah. And, and jumping back to you, Cole here, give us like the daily life or, you know, something for some of your like full-time creators, like what does their day look like on typical? Cause I think a lot of people think it's like super easy and they forget like, what you often see on the internet, there's a lot going on behind the scenes and a lot that goes into it. Yeah, for sure. I think it really depends on the cadence at which they post and make content. We have people that make content daily on YouTube, and then we have people that, some rare examples, but it's, you know, maybe one to two videos per month, and they're kind of these longer essay formats that 
you know, have hours and hours of research in them. So it, it really depends, but I think most of them probably try to be on some sort of schedule to, you know, wake up, do a little bit of script writing, some research, you know, film, some edit videos themselves, some uh, outsource it to a team of editors. A lot of the time they then have to, you know, consult with a thumbnail artist, figure out titling. So there's like a lot of like intricate small details that go into like the process and, you know, and then add on like sponsorship on top of that and, and the things that they need to get done for that and meet deliverables and deadlines. So it, it I mean, it, it's not easy. Like I think a lot of people take it for granted when they watch like YouTube, like, oh, I could sit in, a, in front of a camera and make a video. Like, no, it, it's <laughs> much more than, than that. And uh, we have a ton of respect for the creative process that our clients go through. Yeah, I have a, I've kind of had a bad relationship with YouTube over the last few years because when I was in college, I actually built a meditation type channel up and I was doing like five to six thousand a month in revenue from it. But then I got like all the copyright and banned. So I've just been like, screw YouTube. I don't want to. But yeah, like to your point, it is powerful. And there there was a lot that went into it, though, where, I, you know, I was like a million people would watch one video of like rain meditation. And I was like, this is cool. But then it was like, no, that took me a long time to make and piece together. But Anyway, I kind of go off that as well, because you guys are now managing the operations, obviously, through agency, a lot of these athletes or content creators or influencers, whatever you want to call them, you know, give us a look at what like your operation look, look like at up north and what you guys are doing and the team around you and how you piece it all together to make sure it's a, you know, solid system. Yeah, for us, it's it's Cole and I sort of at the top, and then we have two other team members, you know, that are handling a lot of day-to-day -day and, you know, brainstorming and figuring out outreach and scheduling and invoicing and everything that comes sort of with the territory of dealing with, you know, marketing and sponsorships and branding. I think it's, it's allowed us to focus maybe some higher-level creative and strategy for, for clients that, you know, are wanting that sort of extra you know extra services and attention. You know, I think we foresee us continuing to grow in that way. Um, for the first three and a half, four years of the business, it was just Cole and I taking on about 20 clients. Now we're at like the 30 client mark and it's it's definitely, you know, becoming a lot. And so I think, you know, building the right team and focusing them on different areas um, is super beneficial, especially as we go into, you know, I think sports plays a massive part in, you know, the the content creators that we represent. I would say like almost half of our creators are involved in sports, whether they're, you know, the biggest Madden player, 2K, or they're having commentary on, you know, sports in general, creating, you know, evergreen content, commenting on the NBA, et cetera. So there's just a lot of moving parts and it's just nice to be able to build a team, but do it in sort of the, at the right pace. Um, and I think we figured that out in, in the last year and a half. Yeah. I appreciate you giving us a, a look behind the scenes. Now I want to kind of go into where you've really been going over the last, I guess, year or two years is now leading these call, call them like creator led businesses. And uh, you're doing that at Enjoy Basketball with Kenny. I'll let you kind of go into the full story of like where that idea came from, you know, what exactly it is, how you're operating it and, uh, you know, where you see it going. Sure. And I think it'd be helpful for to, to give your audience um, an understanding of like who Kenny is. So Kenny is a uh, content creator on the Internet that focuses on basketball and basketball commentary. He's been creating content for seven plus years at this point. He's got about uh, almost 4 million across his social platforms. And with him, I think something we noticed really early was just the relationship he had with his community. And I say community rather than audience because 
people are just so in tune and his engagement across all platforms is just at such a high rate. You know, we started a show with him titled called Game about two years ago. And that was our sort of first foray into really producing a real podcast, a sports podcast. It only lasted 10 episodes, but you know, we had some great brands involved, whether it was eBay or DraftKings or Haritos. And, you know, we got to have guests like, you know, Meta World Peace and a bunch of NBA players on. And it was just a great sort of like starting point for us to figure out what a business could look like that's creator led. And so we spent a year after that sort of ideating and figuring out exactly what we wanted to do with Kenny because he is this quote unquote unicorn creator. We like to say he's the Gen Z version of Bill Simmons, but then we went on Stephen A. Smith and first take uh, about a month ago and Stephen A. called him Mr. Basketball and more or less his successor. So we were like, okay, he's now Mr. Basketball, which was really cool. But a year ago, um, you know, he had this saying always in videos and he finished videos saying like, hey, you know, whatever you guys do, just enjoy the game. Just take it for what it is and, and, and enjoy the process. And you, know, you notice this, you know, so many of these sports outlets today are going for clicks and, you know, hot takes. And it's all, how can I tear down LeBron or how to, you know, the Lakers lose a game. And it's like, oh my God, they're going to, you know, be in the lottery next year. And it's just, it's really frustrating. And there's no real, you know, player in the space that's talking about things in a positive light, not uplifting. And that's what we strive to do. Um, I'll, I'll caveat with saying it's not like we're not going to criticize players in certain ways, but it's just our approach to it is not going to be calling people, you know, bums after they go, you know, two for 12 from the field the night before. Like that's just not the approach we're going to take. And we started the company with sort of that mantra in mind. So it's part media company, part lifestyle brand. And I'll, I'll touch on the media side and Cole can touch on the lifestyle brand. But in terms of media, we started with a newsletter. You more than anyone knows the power of a newsletter and building that relationship with different people. And, you know, that's been amazing. It goes three times a week. It's, you know, almost up, you know, 45,000 subscribers, a great open rate. It's super fun. And it's something different for, for that Gen Z millennial hybrid, which is the demographic we sit in. We've done a ton of content across Twitter and TikTok and Instagram. You know, making content with NBA teams has been super enjoyable. Um, we have a partnership with the league for the playoffs on the editorial side. So we're producing, you know, articles on NBA.com and on, on the app. And so that's really evolved um, over the last 12 months. And it's been a really fun ride, um, you know, on the media side. But Cole, feel free to jump in and sort of explain you know, what your t-shirt is and how we've been able to build that, the lifestyle. For sure. I think the lifestyle side really came from our experience working with creators and, and kind of creator merch. And it was always like these kind of low quality, like Gildan tees that, you know, maybe you just kind of slap a design on and, and hope it sells. And after talking with Kenny, we just saw like the power in of using like enjoy and just kind of branding that beyond just what we were doing in the newsletter. And I think our main focus is like how do we actually grow this as a brand where even if you're not a basketball fan you like see our stuff you actually it, it resonates with you and, and you support it so we started doing apparel uh last year we've got a few drops very fortunately all those uh apparel drops have sold out and then in december we actually moved into physical products so we created a mini hoop that you just put on the back of your board and it's great and we were uh, able to sell that out for christmas it, it was kind of a christmas drop and then the next kind of iteration and, and step in the in the brand was like, okay, how do we get some legitimacy here by partnering with, you know, a, a doing an actual like brand collab? And so Cody and I put our heads together. We put a list of, I mean, we aimed pretty high as far as some of the biggest brands, biggest IP in the world. 
who would want to partner with us. And we got a lot of no's, but one that, that actually understood what we were trying to achieve and said yes is Icy, which you can see on the shirt. So this will be our very first brand collab that drops. I don't know when this episode will probably be out by then, but it'll be uh, May 24th uh, next Wednesday. So we're very excited. We, uh, we did tease hoodies and we created an actual basketball, full-size rubber basketball and an actual cup like a slushy cup that Icy's known for. And we just think, you know, people are really gonna love it. Uh, put a lot of time and effort over the last eight months to into the creative and just making sure we got everything right, finding the right suppliers, manufacturers and whatnot. Um, but we're, we're extremely excited, so. Yeah, that's awesome. You guys are doing a great job with Enjoy and obviously with Kenny. Now give us the breakdown of, you know, how that works from a, an actual business model and you know, is it a whole separate entity? Are you, you know, Cole and Cody and then Kenny, are you, you know, one third partners? You know, what does that look like when you're now taking like clients or agents, you know, you're the agents basically essentially for these clients and now you're going and creating like a business alongside them? Yeah. Um, so we're partners with Kenny on it. He is the face of the brand, you know, in charge of content, making sure, you know, we're going in that direction. Cole and I are definitely, you know, handling the business side of it. Cole, again, maybe more on the lifestyle and myself, maybe more on the content and media side of just how we've distributed, you know, our tasks. But I think it's super important. And this goes into, you know, the idea of more and more of these creator led businesses, you know, being drawn up is having the right sort of combination between creator and operator, having, you know, people behind the scenes understanding, you know, how to operate a, a business and a company and help, you know, scale that and it, taking that time away from creators who you know, we're already creating content on their own channels. Now here's, you know, a whole new beast that they have to, you know, contribute their time and effort into and dollars for that, for that standpoint. And so I think when you get the right alignment between a creator and an operator, you know, that works out, you're going to see a lot of more potential for success of whatever type of service um, or product or good that you're creating. Yeah. And where do you see that space as a whole going? Just the creator, we'll call it like creator led businesses. You know, and we'll just give a few examples for people like Jake Paul and better. That's sort of a creator-led business. Obviously, what you guys are doing and enjoy with with Kenny. And then even there's ones that other people might be familiar with, kind of even on the beverage side, where it's like Kobe Bryant and uh, Body Armor. Or what's a current one? Like Casa Zol Tequila and Travis Kelsey. You know, where where do you see that space going, evolving? You know, how are you guys thinking about it? I'm curious to hear what you guys think. Yeah, more and more. I think you're going to see more, you know, people just having entrepreneurial aspirations and trying to create products themselves instead of, you know, pumping somebody else's. You know, if someone's going to give you an endorsement deal for a million plus, obviously they're seeing some sort of ROI on that dollar. So you can kind of, you know, maybe do the math or the rough math and say, okay, if I'm producing X, you know, maybe I could, you know, set up an operations, you know, myself and and be able to to do Y. And so I think it's not for everyone. Like not every athlete, you know, should have a production company. Not every athlete, you know, should be, you know, creating products or services. But the ones that have these ambitions and can partner with the right people, I think it just makes a lot of sense. Everything's being democratized, whether it's content or products. Like it's it's a lot easier today to do something and build your own than it was even a decade ago. And so you're seeing more and more of of the Spring Hills pop up and more on the on the content side because I think people are able to use content as a distribution lever bring an audience, bring in community, and then start selling products or services. So I think that is 100% going to continue as a trend. It's just, you know, the best ones are going to all go back to the creator operator dilemma of the best ones will have, they'll be best suited if they have a great relationship between that, that creator and the operator. Yeah. And do you see this transforming the agency space at all and kind of how that business model has operated for, you know, really, I guess, hundreds of years now? 
Yeah, again, I think, you know, on the agent side, people are more entrepreneurial and they don't just want to, you know, do the contracts. I think you're seeing more people, you know, like Rich Kleiman pop up where he's sort of like a hybrid and he's sort of involved in everything or Mav Carter. And so, again, I don't think it's going to be limited necessarily to, you know, the top 1% of athletes in the leagues, the, the KDs and the bronze. I think it will get, you know, filtered down and down and down. But, you know, the cream will rise, rise to the top, like the best people will shine through. A lot of people will try, but um, I think it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Now, Cole, I guess kind of coming over to you here now from you obviously have worked with a lot of brands as well. And, uh, you know, what are what are some of them looking for? What are they, you know, look like when you do a deal with Icy and you said they saw your vision, you know, what is that vision? And, you know, why? Like, how is that working? What are you seeing in that space in terms of brands now aligning with these content creators and not just the content creators, but actually the projects that they're doing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think it's uh, a bit of a mix traditionally when uh, on the creators uh, sponsorship side you're seeing kind of your typical like 60 second ad read obviously it's a bit of a stale concept at this point because a lot of the times you can tell if somebody's you know truly bought in or not and just reading off a script right we always like to work with brands that are like m much more open to either the creator coming to the table and suggesting something like hey i know that this is if i take this approach it's really going to work for my channel and my audience rather than a brand or a brand agency just kind of pushing the concept onto the creator. But with Icy, to, to your question, for example, like I, I think it was more so just that positivity. They also had never really worked with a content creator before. So this was a new area for them. They have been trying to, you know, they're an iconic brand that's been around for, for decades. And I know that as of lately, they've been uh, trying new initiatives. Like they worked with Trey Young on, on his Adidas shoe, for example. So we understood that there was a little bit of appetite to kind of uh, go outside of the box. So when we pitched them on the idea, I think we really sold them just on like, we're really just trying to spread this positivity message. Obviously that aligns with like the happiness behind Icy and, and I think the nostalgia that it brings from like people's, you know, summertime childhood, everybody grew up drinking Icy and outside playing sports. So I think that's why it just made a ton of sense. Yeah. And, and for you guys, you know, you've done this one project with Kenny and at Joy Basketball. I think I saw another one, maybe it's like Butters, some, you have another one, you know, are you guys looking at doing some more? Are you, you know, now targeting creators to like present them, not just like your representation, but also this like create businesses alongside them? You know, how are you guys growing alongside this new model that you've shifted up over the last couple of years? For us, where it makes sense, we'll do it. I think this has been a great, you know, past 12 months and, you know, we're super dialed in. And then it becomes a timing issue of like how we divvy up our time between management and managing so many clients and focusing on Enjoy. You know, Enjoy is focused on basketball. Everyone always asks, oh, when are you going to do baseball and football and hockey, et cetera? You know, I think we're just keeping the blinders on and just focusing on one niche first. And then who knows where we'll go with the brand. But I think if we can do, you know, sort of verticalize the niche there and, and and go into other areas like we just started covering the w which is awesome the, the season is starting this week and so moving into college and high school i think there's a big opportunity for all different types of media companies for creators that are in niches yeah and from like there's a lot of really a lot of sports startups now these days and a lot of them are going okay well one way to get better distribution is to either create their own content or to usually like leverage like content creators like a lot of what you have as clients, you know, any advice or tips or things you're seeing that would be beneficial to not the huge brands that have a ton of money, but you know, the earlier stage ones that need to get a little bit more creative. Try and build authentic relationships with creators. 
So like if you're a football media startup and you're identifying some micro influencers, I think, you know, reaching out and trying to build that relationship without being transactional, I think is super important. You know, even in it, and it could be with larger creators too, if you can have those conversations or have conversations with, with those individuals' teams, I think that'd be super helpful. Just because you're a startup doesn't mean that you can't have the ability to work with larger people. I think there's, you know, a number of ways you can structure things to try and, you know, get their names in the door. But I think approaching it from a non-transactional organic relationship, just to introduce yourself and, and, and sort of spread the message of what you're trying to do is most helpful uh, on both sides. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And relationship building is key in really everything, I guess, in, in business. Um, and you do see it like even start. I mean, it's so simple for some people. You can literally just send a message, hey, dude, love your videos or, you know, really cool. And it's just crazy how even creators that have millions of followers or whatever, they still like like just to get that feedback. So that, people, that's... people read their DMs and people read their, their emails more than you'd expect. And I'm sure Cole's emailed a ton of people and high-level executives. Like those people will answer you very quickly. Like you'd be really surprised. Yeah, I agree. That's a good point. Now, I guess I'll ask both of you uh, as we close it out. You guys can talk a little bit more about up north, but any trends or anything outside of what we talked about today that you're, you know, keeping a close eye on or you think other people should be? I'm still fascinated on the, the translation of where short form creators are going to be in the long run. I think that's super interesting to me of like, you know, select few of them will be able to build a real community. They'll be able to go to a different platform, create content, bring those people over. Yeah, I'm excited for the sports media industry uh, on how they evolve beyond linear and, and get away from TV. And, you know, you're seeing likely everything move to ESPN Plus and the Bleacher Report app and, you know, a lot of these different um, distribution platforms popping up. I mean, you've seen it in, you know, film and television with the rise of all the streaming platforms. You're going to see it in the same way with sports and, and, and the rights is going to be really interesting, especially as the NBA is moving into that in the next two seasons. The NFL, obviously the NBC what was it, Peacock this week with a $110 million, you know, game. So it's going to be really interesting to see how people move to, you know, streaming and, and they're sort of still, you know, not excluding, you know, older people and also not younger people because sports are aging. And so that's that's an interesting point for me to follow. Yeah, that is interesting. Cole, you got any good insights for us here? He took a lot of that, but um, <laughs> I think even like the newsletter space, very curious to see how that translates and kind of creators uh, adopt them more. We, we obviously are, feel like the three of us are like huge newsletter guys. So I, I would love to see more YouTubers kind of start their own newsletter and use that as an extension to build their community. The shitty part about YouTube is that, you know, you're at the mercy of an algorithm and, you know, they could change it any, sing any, any single day. You can kind of wake up and, you know, boom, your audience is gone. And, you know, with an email newsletter, you own that audience. So I think the more uh, creators that hop on the uh, newsletter train, the better. So excited for that. Yeah, no, those are great points for, for both of you sticking in the media space, which is definitely going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, even like the MLS, I saw they signed a deal with like TikTok. So like, hmm, it's interesting. Now, I guess kind of as we, we close out here, I know you guys already mentioned some future initiatives. So I guess let, just let people know if there's anything else you want to talk about for up north and then also where, uh, you know, visit the website socials where you guys are so so people can check you guys out. Yeah, we're at Up North MG on all platforms. If you want to check out Enjoy Basketball, we'd love to get people signed up to the newsletter. It's three times a week. It's super fun. A lot of trivia, memes, comedic lens, and the tone. That's at Enjoy B-Ball on all platforms. Um, and if you search Enjoy Basketball on Google, it'll be the number one searched item. So, Andrew, appreciate you having us. This is awesome. 
Thank you. No, Cody Colts. It's great. Love following what you guys are doing. Obviously, like we we've mentioned a few times, we're in similar spaces in a good way, and uh, it's fun to you know build alongside you guys. So looking forward to seeing what you guys keep keep crushing in and, and what's coming next.